I'm here because I wanted to talk to you about us. Hey, Eric Bernat. Hey, Tom Flynn. So Vulgar's been out for almost a week now. What do you think of it? I still think that it is super catchy. It just it just feels like it's just begging for people to just like prance to it. Like that's the vibe is just like let's let's all have a walk off. I can see this with those polls from the Rebel Heart Tour. That that's oh yeah. I feel like if if I was in the in the next top model house and I wanted to be like, all right, let's have a let's like let's see, let's walk. So before we get into the meat of the episode this week, because this is the seventh, so this is like the second half. Celebration is going to be your 12th tour. So we've gone through the first half of her career. But we also realized that we perhaps timed this poorly. We're going to put out the, the Madam X episode, and then there's going to be three months before we have see the show, and we'll have nothing to talk about in that time period, except there is a lot of stuff that we could talk about. She has tons of other live performances. She has VMAs, Grammys, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. the Tears of a Clown, Oscars. mini concert, Oscars performances. She's been on SNL. Yeah, so we're ta- we ourselves are talking about ways to sort of make some group some of those together and have maybe some shorter episodes mm-hmm. just to keep talking keep about going. Madonna the excitement the celebration we want to keep it going so if you have any ideas or things of like wouldn't it be fun if you guys put this with this email us at the celebration celebration at gmail.com Eric do you have anything to confess I've never been to confession. Have you ever been to confession? Of course I've been to confession. I was an altar boy for years. Oh, stories you could tell. <laughs> they didn't lay a hand on me, those <laughs> bastards. And I was <laughs> all red-haired and freckled. <laughs> Do you know the reason why? Is because one of the priests of the church was actually my grandfather's cousin. So I think they were like, no, 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 we can't touch that one. Oh, hands off. That's taboo. Yeah. And do you know what his name was? He was His name was Father Hickey. Oh, prove it. <laughs> All right. Well, here it is. The confession tour. John Flynn, I'm going to tell you who our guest is today. Please do. I'm very excited. He is a writer, a composer, a singer, a teacher at Lincoln Center Theater. Excuse me. Darling, please welcome. <laughs> also, like a really good friend of mine since college and very specific Madonna memories together one specific summer at a house in Beverly oh. Hills, David James Boyd. Yay, welcome, welcome. How are you? Oh my God, I'm so excited to be here. This is like my dream, talking about Madonna all night long with two queens. <laughs> Yay, dreams come true. Yay. So You're what is this house in Beverly Hills? What's happened? What what we just were had, doing cocaine and Madonna showed up. Is that that's what I'm guessing? It wasn't like a specific Madonna memory. We had we spent a there was a summer between, or, or it wasn't a specific drug either. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we had a, a mutual friend who had a house in Beverly Hills, and 
we just spent so much time there, this group of us, and we were in college at the time, but I barely remember going to college. And I kind of only remember hanging out at this house. And we had the the VHS of Blonde Ambition tour, and it was kind of on repeat. I feel like it was on repeat that whole it's like wallpaper. Time. Well, we yeah. were we were hanging out at the Madonna's zenith. This was when she burst into the stratosphere. You know, this is mm, after yeah. all of the uh, trashy chic and the the bow in the hair and the pearls and the the rosary and that whole thing. <laughs> this is this is even after True Blue when she like remade her entire body and she started doing yoga and she started getting really tight and and, and everything. This is we're talking, you know, truth or dare. That's yeah. the pioneering, yeah. pi- pioneering reality movie or TV, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> pioneering the the concert as we knew it. You know, it's very easy to forget these young queens these days. Let me just say something real quick. <laughs> I'm going to go off on a real quick little rant here, because they can look at old videos, they can imitate her old videos, they can judge her old videos, but what they don't have is what an old queen like me has, which is the historical perspective and the context mm-hmm. and the nuance of how she shot that video and why she wore those clothes and what it meant to populism and the zeitgeist at the time of what what people were going through in the 80s. You know, for example, we remember um, her coming out with the style of trashy chic at a time of the 80s. It was Reagan era. It was making money. It was Wall Street. It was Michael Douglas, risky business. It was all about making money. And so many girls, usually women of young women of color, well, they couldn't afford that, right? Mm-hmm. So they loved the Madonna's message of, listen, just go to a thrift store, turn that jacket inside out, yeah. put a bow in that teased up hair, throw um, a rosary or a cross around yourself. Your stockings are torn, work it. Yeah. You meant to do that. Make it that's, a on, that's on purpose. So <laughs> we're talking after Madonna had already become this huge cultural phenomenon. The 90s, Zenith, Dick Tracy, Truth or Dare, um, Blonde Ambition Tour was Immaculate on fire. Yeah. Immaculate Collection, summing everything up so perfectly for us. I mean, Eric and I were living in that Madonna cloud and bubble hard. John was living in there too. He was just in New Jersey. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was just not in, in, in Beverly Hills. Had, yes. I, had someone invited me, I might have tried to find a way out there. But okay. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's for all kindred spirits, no matter what part of the globe. We found we each other that eventually. Era. Yeah, we did. We did it. We all did it together. We all grew up together, <laughs> apart yet together. Yes, and she was our mommy. Well, you kind of already told us a lot of a lot of this stuff, but like, what's your first uh, David James Boyd? Like, your first memory of like when is is that kind of it? Like, when you sort of fell for Madonna? Did you have like a? I fell for Madonna because of when she released my favorite song, which is still my favorite Madonna song to this day, which is Holiday. And the reason I love holidays so much is because oh I can remember being 13 years old, sitting in my bedroom and listening to the likes of, you know, Berlin and, you know, Michael Jackson and all these people who were on the radio. And then I heard this voice and we all said the same thing. We all said, is that a black girl? Maybe she's Latina. Maybe she's, um, we don't know, maybe she's half black was our theory because that's what she looked like <laughs> maybe on her, her album cover. 
Well, you know, I'm half black, so for me that was a win-win. It was like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. I finally have. You know, this this before Mariah Carey and people like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Sure. So I can remember just relating, and I remember being excited about this person. Now, upon closer listen to her voice, I realized that it was not the best voice. Mm-hmm. Let's okay. be honest; it wasn't sure. like someone who was going to do all these vocal Celine. acrobatics. Yeah. She was no, you know, Stephanie With Mills the... or anybody or anybody. She was no really anybody. <laughs> I love that you pointed out Stephanie Mills. Stephanie Mills, okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's who I was listening to. I mean, I would yes. jump from Stephanie Mills to Madonna in my car. I mean, obviously there was yeah. a difference, yes. but no shade. But yeah, I just remember the ethnic ambiguity being a huge fascination and draw for me. So how how many how many times have you seen her live? Oh, I've seen her live. I can't maybe like twelve times. Whoa. Okay. 12? That's a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah. I saw seen... a couple of concerts twice. You know. Mm-hmm. Any tours that you've yeah. missed or that you? I missed Madame X. Fair. Mm-hmm. On purpose because I didn't like what I was hearing. Okay. I heard that there was some parts of her. Performers that were unsavory and character directed toward the audience, which I'd never really enjoy. I don't really like it when I go pay to see a performer and they're mean to me. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. That's yeah. that was the rumor I heard, and I just I was in such denial, and I wanted to keep her as a perfect princess in my mind. I just couldn't even go and see it. I just pretended like Madame X did not happen. Like I'm still in denial. <laughs> I, to me, I, the thing I most heard was that she started at least two hours late every show. Well, there was that that disrespect of the lateness, and there was just the idea that she was doing a kind of smaller cabaret thing, which I didn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine, and I, I felt like it might not suit her very well. So I just stayed clear of the whole thing. Sorry, Madonna, you know I love you, but you know, I just, oh, I only want to see you when you're best like, always. Gotcha. Fair. Is there a tour that is like your favorite? Oh, Blonde Ambition. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it sounds so obvious. Mm-hmm. But I mean, again, it was that zenith. It was that point in time where Madonna had, was ruling the world. Like I couldn't remember in my lifetime at that point who had become a bigger star in front of my eyes. And so being able to get a ticket, hello, to Blonde Ambition, but seeing it and then seeing it again in the Truth or Dare movie as the subject of the movie, that forever will be the most iconic Madonna concert or concert in history in my mind. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Like back to what you were saying about like having the perspective of knowing it's like it's not just the concert, but it was like, oh, this concert in the context of like, oh, this hadn't been done before. Like, so it's yeah. not just what it was, but it was just like, oh, no one thought you could do this or no one thought that this was what a pop concert could be. Is so like it's hard to like get the context of that. I think for any art, but I think, yeah, this is definitely applies to Blonde Ambition. Right. And you're speaking my point, which is I don't think people who just look at these things now understand the context and the power and the importance of what Madonna was doing because we wouldn't have the Lady Gaga and the Britney and that that pop star model where you're in, right. in this huge theatrical production with men dancing behind you that yeah. was invented by that was invented by Madonna so yeah. you know the power of that time of her being the biggest and best of producing concerts and performing in concerts um, at her zenith is really important when you discuss that tour in particular I feel like she d- invented it on that scale, but I feel like in like a like a Vegas, like a Debbie Reynolds Vegas review in the seventies, it was Debbie Reynolds in like a sequin dress with like a line <laughs> of guys behind her. <laughs> sure, yeah. Sure. yeah, it was Debbie Reynolds. It was Donna Shore. It was Donna yeah. Shore. I'm not saying she hadn't been doing it. No one had done it before. No, but what I'm right. saying is, 
the, the just, cross hybrid of the variety show that, cabaret. And I think that's like the level of fashion, the level of like the there's so many of, elements know, she brought in together. Of and they course, she's got Jean. They became essential. She she just got Jean Paul Gaultier collaborating with her mm-hmm. on these looks. You know, I mean, no one had ever taken this much care and this much had this much vision in terms of creating a concert experience than Madonna, man or woman, man or woman. I don't believe anyone had the vision that she had. Uh, Agreed. (laughs) Do you plan to see the celebration tour? I do plan to see the celebration tour. I have not obtained a ticket yet, which is worrying me. I am really excited to see what Madonna does now. I have to say, you know, watching back over some old confessions video, I do, you know how people say, oh, I miss your face. I really do miss her face. I do miss her face. However, what I do have to say to these young whippersnappers about her face is, this is not about her trying to look young or trying to pretend she's younger. What she does to her body has always been a statement. She's always used her body to create art and make an artistic statement. If you go back to her wearing the boy toy belts, and the controversy of that, you know, if you go back to her Marilyn Monroe look, if you go back to any of her chameleon antics, she's always used her body to make a statement. So I believe her current state with the plastic surgery and the big booty and the brat stall look and the whole thing, I believe that she's actually making a statement. I don't think that she feels like she has to look that way to look younger or to appeal to a younger audience. I remember, I'm old enough to remember that she was an artist when she came to New York and she was running around with Basquiat and the likes of Keith Haring. And she's well-versed in art and using her body to create art. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking forward to for this concert, to see how that manifests itself. It's an awesome point. Yes. I'm excited too, because it does feel like, an, I suspect she's going to release some singles, but who knows? But it does feel like instead, like all of her other tours have been very much in service of the new album, which I don't have any problem with. But this one is just being like, I'm celebrating 40 years, like four decades of a catalog. I'm just fascinated to see what she's going to come up with and what she's going to do. Well, and let's be clear here. She did forego making her movie to do this tour. There was something in her that that really obviously needed to do this tour. I mean, she had a whole boot camp with Frances Pugh and Julia Garner (laughs) and, you know, this whole publicity thing of I'm making my own movie and no man can make my movie and I'm going to make it. I'm going to have a boot camp for these Emmy and Oscar-nominated actresses and then I'm going to go, you know what? I don't really feel like doing that. I think I want to go on tour. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I think that she really wants to go on this tour or she didn't want to make that movie. I have heard rumors that she, the I can't believe this is, I don't believe this is true, but I've heard rumors that there were other movies about her that were sort of in development and she wanted to squash them by being like, I'm making a movie. So like, obviously if Madonna's making a movie about her career, everyone else is going to be like, well, we're not going to try to do our own. But I I heard the same thing that she's gone that far. Like, it just seems like it went so far for her to be like, oh, it was just a, a misdirect. Well, she said, according to her PR people, she finished the script. The script is finished and ready to go. She's just not ready to shoot right now. So, you know, I, you know, her choice was Julia Garner, which I think is excellent. I'm very excited about that. So it, it still um, could happen. It could still happen. I think it could still happen. happen. Yeah. But after the celebration tour. After the celebration tour. Sure. First things first. <laughs> yes. Right. First we need exactly. to celebrate. Then we'll get back. <laughs> Let's start yeah. at the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I have some trivia. So 
David James boy. Yes. Yes. I've been yes. doing on these episodes some trivia questions. Okay. So and he always sells himself short and says you're going to know all the answers and then people don't. I might not know. <laughs> okay. I do I do come into it, but then it in a very self-deprecating way like I have been saying every time like okay, I have some trivia questions, they're not very good. <laughs> um but I'm going to try I'm going to try a different I'm going to say I have some trivia questions, they're okay. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll take an okay trivia question. Um, why not? Okay. These are all centered around the Confessions on a Dance Floor album, which since we're discussing this tour, I just focused on this album. Oh, Ready? Right. Okay. Yes. Okay. Confessions on a Dance Floor era. So the uh, CD, the album had a certain amount of tracks, and then there was two tracks. One was a limited edition bonus track. And then one was an Icon members bonus track, which I think Icon members are members of her fan club. Yeah, that was the name of her, her fan yeah. club, Icons, yeah. yeah. So oh, do you, either of you know the name of those two tracks? The names of those two tracks is two songs that we're looking for. I, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, you got me stumped there. Stumped. This is completely I'm, gonna tell, I'm just going to tell you because I don't think one of them's called Fighting Spirit. And one of them's called Super Pop. Oh. Are these songs any good? Yeah. You know, I've listened to a bunch of like stuff where you're like, oh, this song was cut from whichever Madonna album. And to be fair, like, I don't think the demos that are online are, well, except these two are like fully produced. But oftentimes you're hearing stuff that like they started working on and they decided not to put on the album or they had two songs that sounded kind of a lot alike and they went with one and not the other. Gotcha. So you're hearing these versions that aren't finished. But there's rarely anything that you hear like, that should have been on the album. It all kind of makes sense of why it was not actually on the album. Super pop is catchy. Oh. It's it's lyrically kind of all over the place. Wait, does, does it just sort of come on at the end without any warning or? I guess so. If you have the limited edition or the icon members version oh. of Confessions on a Dance Floor. Hmm. Well, I guess I just didn't listen that far. Who knew? <laughs> That's Do also especially crazy on this edition? one because the album is seamless. Yeah, it just all well, goes. Yeah. Okay, enough about that. David Boyd, you might know this one. I did not know this. And then when I looked up the answer, I was like, wait, I think I did know this, but maybe I just forgot. Get Together, the song. Can we get together? Uh-huh. really want to be with you. It is a reworking of a 1998 song by a group called Stardust. Oh Do you know the goodness. name of this song? And I went and listened to the song, and I was like, oh, my God, it is. It's Get Together, but it's they like just kind of redid it a little differently. It's crazy. 
And this song was released, like it was on the radio? Yeah, it's on iTunes. Gosh. Yeah, I don't know. John's going to edit. John's going to find it and edit in a little piece of the music. <laughs> so that when you listen to this episode, okay, it'll like fade see. in right now and we'll be like and then we'll be like, "Oh yeah, I do think I remember this." <laughs> That's what I thought when okay. I heard. It's called The Music Sounds Better With You. The music sounds Actually, better. there's no The Music uh, Sounds Better With You. The, the music, music Sounds, sounds better, better With You. The Music uh. Sounds Better With You. Okay, this is the last I'm one. I'm so I'm terrible at this. My goodness. <laughs> these are these ones are kind of tough. These are tough. So around this time, Madonna was rumored that she had two musicals that she was working on in development. One was with one never had a title, and it was with a uh, the director Luc Besson that she was collaborating with, and it was she said it was a musical about a woman at the end of her or like on her deathbed looking over her life. It's not that one. The other one didn't have, there's no, I couldn't find like a plot available for it, but it had a title. So instead of just having you guess the title randomly, I made a multiple choice. Love it. Okay. I'm going to tell you five titles and one of them was this one. Okay. I'm going to say I'm in a random order. One is Robotomix which is robot and then the letter a and then mix like robotomics like dashes no just a one word robotomics robotomics the second one that it could have been is evita 2. (laughs) Marone's revenge (laughs) this time it's personal yeah (laughs) i think it'd be that another suitcase and another girl when it's always bites back okay (laughs) right Yet, yet another suitcase in another hall. <laughs> Again, part two. Another suitcase in another hall? Question mark. That's is how it you the, have to say it. Is it the same hall, but just a different suitcase? No, no, no. Ah, uh, different hall. New. <laughs> no, girl. The suitcase is a different, and the hall is different. I don't know where I am or what I have with me. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Mistress. Um, yeah, mistress. <laughs> it's told from just that character's point of view. Yeah. We like what happened after she left? Yeah. We don't. Where'd she go? She had one suitcase. I'm worried about her. She found another hall. <laughs> I'm sure she did. Mm-hmm. They always do. Knowing her. <laughs> the third choice is called Hello Suckers. Okay. The um, fourth choice is called Danceteria. Mm. Uh that one if that's it it sounds like it was because that's where she kind of started obviously yeah very that's a solid choice (laughs) i made this up and i'm trying to (laughs) that guys that you know you might want to guess that one because that could be it that that makes a lot of sense the fifth one is mother of invention Oh my gosh, this is really hard. I don't know. I'm tempted to say Danceteria, but since you came out so hard for it and you made these up. <laughs> and you're a terrible actor. I, th- I feel like 
Another suit? No. <laughs> you're you're a good actor. That's why I'm saying, should I believe you? Oh, um, it was a mystery. Oh, you think it I'm, was like a a, a double a double curve? Double a double curve. MacGuffin. A MacGuffin. Yeah. Pointing no, back I don't at know you. what that is. Okay, you know what? I'm tempted to go with Tantateria, but I feel like Madonna doesn't necessarily understand musical theater, so she'd probably choose a crazy name for a musical. Uh-huh. I think I'm going to choose Robotomix. Okay. <laughs> Sean Flynn, what do you choose? I do know the answer, so I'm not going oh, to. Oh, you do? I do. Oh, it was Madonna well, musical theater, you think I wasn't going to know the answer. Oh, that's true. I should have thought of that. That's okay. This is a great question. I buried the actual answer. I threw it away. <laughs> I just was like, it's the, the actual answer was C. Hello, suckers. Oh, my God. Which would be a terrible I should have known. Musical. But yeah. Well, do you see it what I mean? Like a, about either her? like a Mae West or a Texas Gunyon musical. Like it was probably about one of them. Because like Hello Suckers was, I think, one of their catchphrases. Mae West, that yeah. was her catchphrase? It was either her or I think her name is Texas Gunyon, who was so like before Mae West, it was that woman. Oh. Do you think that Madonna was planning to be in this musical or just like be like music and lyrics by Madonna? I can't imagine Madonna con- committing do to you- eight shows a week. No, after either. Speed the Plow. <laughs> I don't know. I'm taking a different tack. I'm fe- I feel like okay. Madonna asking her if she wants to be the lead in the music. That's like asking her if she has a full length mirror at home. <laughs> I mean, of course she wants to be in the lead. You know? I think if it was like a she movie musical, to- then yes. But I think like the actual like grind, just because I think no. like she would lose she so much money by doing a Broadway show. You think no, listen, like, you, she, she does what Neil Patrick Harris did, which you're in the show for two months before the Tony Awards, then you leave and you just. Go right, right, right. Tony, right. Yeah. yeah. And then somebody else takes over for you. Yeah. I guess. Like, 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 you know, Miley Cyrus or somebody. <laughs> sure. All right. Should we talk about that? Should we talk about this concert that we came to discuss? Sure. Before yes. we get to the concert, let's really quickly talk about the album "Confessions on a Dance Floor," which is what this concert is about. So okay. this is her tenth studio album. She had four sort of videos off of it hung up. Sorry, get together and jump. And I think this was sort of Madonna's last, like, universally acclaimed album. Mm-hmm. Like I think the yes. albums that come next are kind of hit or miss. I, for myself personally, I feel like they all have gems on them that I like, but. None of them, I feel like, overall is like a great album. But I feel like this album was the last time everyone's like, Madonna's back. She's still got it. Well, you know, she went through that very serious phase of the American life and and all of that stuff. And I just feel like her, you know, sort of propensity for being political and making a statement kind of fell on dissonant ears at that point in time in the early 2000s. Because remember, we were all enrolled in American Idol and Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian and social media. This is we're talking 2006, so I think we were happy to see her return with Mm -hmm. this album to some bubblegum glitz, some bubblegum glamour, some disco, some sampling out uh, Abba. Yeah, it it did. It did feel like a full circle moment of return 
for her with the 70s vibe and you yeah. know and let's talk let's just talk about that look for a second with the the mauve hair and the oh my god curling yeah. iron roll that she just held there yeah. and then hairspray yeah. finished you yeah. know just one roll it wasn't like well, a fussy yeah yeah it wasn't a fussy farrah fawcett like teased feather no. thing. it was like just no, no, one no. roll you get yeah. ready in a hurry yeah, yeah. like you just like well, give me a second like, she's gonna be dancing all night so like if she puts too much into it it's gonna fall apart anyway so it's gonna fall apart like, a good so look, it's got a low stick. maintenance. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a stick. It's got to be low maintenance. Let's talk about that leotard look, too, because <laughs> listen, this is no stanky old, I just got to hope I get it, a chorus line, no, you no. know, leotard. <laughs> okay, this is an aspirational leotard. This <laughs> leotard says, I might be president and I'm going to have leg warmers. <laughs> Something's going to happen to me because I'm wearing this leotard. Mm -hmm. It's so, a statement leotard, which you don't get enough it, of. It is. We never get enough of it. And by the way, she is old enough to remember when she first wore those clothes. She's not yeah. doing a retro, um, oh, I, how fun would it be to go back to a time I, I didn't grow up in. No, this, this is actually, if we're going really deep psychological Madonna, yes. this is a full circle moment for Madonna in many ways. Think about her pulling up in that taxi cab into the middle of Times mm -hmm. Square when she told the taxi driver, take me right into the middle of everything. Mm -hmm. And then she hopped out with her little suitcase and she applied for a job at Dunkin' Donuts and, you know, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Just think. Yeah. What was the soundtrack of her life right then? It was 1980. It was disco. It was leg warmers. It was all mm -hmm. of that. So I'm wondering if psychologically this album and indeed this tour means something of a homecoming from a I'm thinking of a full circle moment. And being back in those like those like dance studios, being back in the studio, like doing a like a bar warm up. Right. Well, the studios remember when she was auditioning for the shows yeah. and she looked at the long line and she said, this is not, no, I'm supposed to create my own future, you know? Yeah. So it's a very interesting, her being a dancer, warming up at the bar with that hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I find I, there's something psychologically a statement she's trying to make. What that is, I have no idea, but I love it. I remember reading at the time that this came out, a journalist, like a music journalist said that the premise of this album was kind of simply simple and brilliant if you look at madonna's albums they all have like upbeat danceable music and then like her music got played and remixed and played in clubs but like she doesn't have like a dance record before this but yet she was kind of known as like the current queen of dance music and so sure. this journalist said the concept is what if the queen of dance music actually made a dance record and I thought that was like a really fun way of like thinking about it. Her just being like, yeah, I'm just going to make a record that you can dance to from start to finish. Yeah, I I totally agree with what you're saying. I, and I think that goes along with the whole idea of this being a full circle moment for her. I think she tried the American Life thing. I think people were really mad at her for rapping about lattes and doing double shates. <laughs> you know, it just seemed incongruous with the daring person that she was before that. All right. I'm going to say when this tour was, it ran... From May 21st, 2006 to September 21st, 2006. If you're into numerology, 21st <laughs> represents, no, I'm just kidding. It just happened. I think that's probably coincidental. It grossed, you guys, $194.7 million. $194.7 million. That's a, a lot, lot of coins. Of, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Well, now you know why she wants to go out on tour. Yeah. <laughs> That's where the money is, yeah. Mm -hmm. Number of shows, 60. It played North America, Europe, and Asia, directed by Jamie King. Were Donna and Nikki there? Yes, Donna. No, 
Nikki Harris, but yes, Nikki Richards. Her dancers, there's a her, she has a bunch of dancers who, and a lot of them have names that I'm I, I'm convinced <laughs> I will thirteen dancers, yeah, mess up. So I'm not even gonna try it because I'm just gonna sound like an idiot. <laughs> John Paul Gaultier and Ariane Phillips did the costumes. Mm-hmm. That sums up <laughs> the confessions tour. Nice. <laughs> so, Nailed it. Yeah, so you saw this? Did you guys see yeah. the show live? Oh, I, I saw not. it live. Oh, you I saw okay. it live in New York. I saw it at Madison Square Garden in New York. She came down in that giant disco ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From the sky, she. You know, this is what I love about magic. It's like two things can be true at once, right? Like you can be lowered from the sky in a disco ball. You can also be inside that disco ball and be a Jewish girl named Esther. Do you know what I mean? Like those are two things Uh people would put together, but she does. Mm -hmm. Most Jewish girls I know would not be doing that, but that's fine. She comes down in a disco ball because you could die. It's dangerous. Yeah. Comes down in a disco ball. To be honest with you, maybe she didn't come down in it. Maybe it landed and then she came through the ground. We don't really know. We don't know. <laughs> there could be a back door to that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's like hiding yeah. behind the curtain. She sle- sneaks yeah, in. Right. She probably just snuck behind the disco ball. Didn't really bother with the yeah, whole yeah. lowering thing. But yeah. then, you know, she comes out and she's in this, you know, Jean-Paul Gaultier, just fabulousness. Kind of like Equus meets Chicago. Like yeah. it's She's like, like coming out like Venus from the shell. Like she's just like, oh. Yes. It's coming out I mean, fabulous. it's like. I, this is Lady Gaga I thinking died. coming out of the egg was like original. It's like, no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Did she come from the sky? Did she come from the sky? <laughs> no, she just got like wheeled so. in. She got wheeled in on an no. egg. Right. Listen, honey, you got wheeled in on an egg that you didn't come down from the sky, okay? And then open up and be a disco ball. I mean, it was amazing. I fell out, the whole audience fell out. But then the best part about it is this stripper pole comes down and attached to the stripper pole is this mechanical bull harness. Just the saddle. Now, I know that she's, you know, the sexual innuendo is, you know, pervasive and flowing everywhere, but stripper pole, riding saddle, I mean, that might be a little bit on the nose as far as symbolism goes, but I didn't care. I didn't mind. Because <laughs> you know what she did? She hopped right up on that saddle and no visible tether, no strings, <laughs> no flying by foy, no, no Sandy Duncan. No, no. no. She, if nobody she, clipped, fell, she fell. Nobody clipped, nobody clipped a thing <laughs> on her belt loop. Right. <laughs> no, nobody clipped a thing on her like they did with Rihanna pregnant. I mean, oh, yeah. no, she was literally like ride or die, like, if, I was like, please, bitch, don't fall, don't fall. Um, but she didn't fall. And she rode around for a long time on that thing. And mm-hmm. it was fantastic because I was in the bottom. So I, she was right above me. I could see her okay. flying right above me. So I was one of those people that's down. If you look at the, the concert, I was one of those people on the ground as she was flying and singing around us. It was spectacular. That opening was stunning. I have no idea what the symbolism meant, really, but... 
it was stunning. She had recently been in a an accident on a horse where she had like dislocated or like broken a collarbone. She broke so eight see... bones. She broke eight yes. bones. Eight bones. Yes. And yeah. she's doing yes. this tour. That's right. And she showed her X-rays. Yes, mm-hmm. we got her X-rays yes. writ yes. large. And all of her male dancers were like dressed as horses. It was very. They were. They were. They were. They were actually galloping around like horses. They were doing horse. Like maneuvers oh. and um, steps, yeah. It made me think of um, puppy play. Puppy play. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> like this is the pre- the precursor. Like, to puppy hold on. Play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. Almost. She, she. Yeah. She invented a fetish. Good for her. She invented puppy she play. Did. <laughs> she did. She <laughs> did. Helping gay people get even weirder. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> But yes, I mean the way the way she opened up the equestrian segment was quite yeah. stunning. Then it got creepy. Not gonna lie. <laughs> well, yeah. So the the floating saddle was like a virgin, and then uh, it goes into jump, where it was a lot of like guys doing parkour, jumping around like Spider Man. First of all, I was acro. I love jump. I think that song is great. It's one of like my favorite later era Madonna songs. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's very much like the 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 next phase of like uh, over and over. Those like mm-hmm. songs that she has that are just like, go f- go fucking do it and jump is so good. It's such a good, well even express yourself is kind of like that same sort of thing. Like just go for it. It's so well, all good. that yeah. fabulous, um, all that fabulous acro acrobat choreography. I can't um, understand how they're doing that unless the floors are bouncy, and I don't think they have <laughs> bouncy floors. Well, I don't think there were cement. But I no. think there's definitely some kind of give to them. You think so? They don't. Tr- they they, they do not. A hundred years ago, I was in Miss Saigon on Broadway for ten years, and they had acrobats, and they did nothing to that floor. They just—it's really? just bare hands to floor. They usually don't treat acrobats that well. I'm sure that they, you know, get some kind of hazard pay for you know because you could flip off. The and they're doing and it kind of hand, in but... like that. It's kind of like not well lit. I mean, it's well lit. <laughs> no, it's like, like no. How can you see your spot on the ground where you're supposed to put your hands and your your head? And I, I don't get it. It looks dangerous. Yeah. It does. And you're grabbing, like yeah. in dark, jumping into the air and like grabbing a slipper, a slippery silver metal pole. Right, and there's a bunch of other there's a bunch of other queens doing the same thing all around right. you in different directions. Yeah. So you're in the wrong place, at the wrong time. You know, everyone's screwed. That's yeah, embarrassing. Chris Blank. <laughs> How embarrassing for Cloud. How horrible. like watching it i was like i i don't understand how they're doing they do look like they're but that's parkour i wonder if their bodies are in pain now i hope they're not i hope they didn't do something at a young age to their bodies they're always in pain every acro i've ever known is in pain always all the time yeah for the rest of their lives yeah (laughs) Sorry, but they're on the confession. I don't mean to sound we so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, no, that's parkour. Like Your gonna... little body slowly breaking down. <laughs> One thing I think is so funny about this video. So this tour, especially, I think Madonna. There's so many just like she just like leaves and appears. Like there's these like mini elevators throughout the stage where she just mm. like disappears. And on the the DVD, they've somehow like 
like animated it so it looks like she's just melting it looks like they're all just melting into the floor which i think is so funny like you yeah can, they like yeah. jump into the, the floor and it like it just like yeah there's no hole So Madonna disappears, and then they have this little section called Confessions, where it's like three of the dancers doing solos. Oh, yeah. Actual confessions on a dance floor. I was three feet from the floor, gasping for air, trying to release my father's hands from my throat. I looked into his eyes and wondered if my feet would ever touch the floor again. I thought the dancing was lovely. I thought it was beautiful. Um, it took me to a different place. Yeah. You know, it was very transportive. You know, a lot of times with these artistic states, statements that she makes, just when I start to try to understand it or become engrossed in it, it'll become something else. Mm -hmm. You know, it'll yeah. turn into something else. So it's almost as if I, w I always want a little bit more of it. But maybe that's part of her genius with these statements is that you get just enough to be able to take it away and think of, think about it later on, you know? Yeah, I'm guessing that those, con those stories that those dancers were telling were actually their stories yeah i imagine personal so. yeah yeah personal like it, stories back to chorus line them being sure. like this is this is what i how i grew up this was a situation this is how i let it empower me while dancing really beautifully there's yeah it does feel very like healing and reclaiming of trauma there was a time i suffered so much i wanted to get it out of me I would cut my arms, not to kill myself. I don't want to die. How many of the dancers do you think recorded a monologue and then they were like, all right, these are the three that we're using? Oh, I don't know. Do you think, like, at what point during the sh She must have been at some... I the callback? That the callback was she like, do you have trauma that you're willing to share with me? <laughs> Well, she also came. She also came down in a crown of thorns. That's not right. Well, that. The, the, she does start. This whole section starts with her doing "Live to Tell" on like a disco cruise. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thorns and that all of that. Now, yeah. what did that imagery remind me of? <laughs> it alluded alluded to something historically. What is it, a lowercase t? <laughs> <laughs> a lowercase t, and she's strapped to it. Hmm. Huh. Yes. It'll come to me. She has a crown of thorns. It's not very subtle, but she hopes she lives to tell. And she does. She does. She does. She, she, she does. always does. She does not die by the end of this concert. <laughs> no. no, she doesn't. And, you know, there's sort of like all of this imagery of um, the AIDS epidemic in Africa. Um, there's, right. you know, um, you know, Hitler and Osama bin Laden and even Tony Blair and even George Bush. You know, she seems to be sort of like pointing at this mass genocide sort of statement and the people who were involved in it what is was happening at the time in 2006 in terms of a lot of people dying you know you had the iraq war or you had terrorism yeah. you had all of that stuff so that seems to be her message there and then the genius of her message though when she tries to convey the conflict the nuances of the conflict between israel and palestine is that she uses two really really hot guys right so one guy has <laughs> one guy 
has the Star of David on his chest. The other guy has the Muslim symbol on his chest, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she sandwiches herself in between them and plays this really weird erotic game of handsy with them. Yeah. Nabbing both of their hands and putting them in different parts of her body. And it's such an interesting statement about the conflict between this, you know, ages old holy war, this conflict and everything. It seems to me that she's trying to say, you know, look, Palestine, Israel, they're both hot as fuck. Like I will show either one of these guys after the show, I'm ready to show. There's no conflict. The conflict is which one do I fuck, basically. Right. <laughs> so, you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Like it could be that's one true. then the other, or no, like that's her point. The They're time. equally yeah. as fine. They're equally yeah. as fine. Why are you arguing when you're both fine? Right. That's her. Right. That's her point. You know, you I defy anybody. Again, going back to Cardi B, Nicki Minaj. She's not going to make a statement like that no. using two hot no. backup dancers. Yeah. You know. You don't it's not going to be Miley Cyrus. One or one, and then the other. You, we can do DP. Yeah, and yeah. they don't need to make eye contact, which they don't in this number. No, they just no. side by side. Mm-hmm. All they need is her hands. She's the she's the <laughs> bonding. She's the glue that bonds the holy war. She solved and One it. thing I have to say about this concert is that she finally, at this age and this stage, found her voice. And by her voice, I'm talking about her live singing voice. Uh-huh. Okay, because she's always struggled with singing live. She kind of has this two voices, two Madonna distinct voices that I know of. She has her Minnie Mouse voice, mm-hmm. right? Her yeah. high voice. And then she has her low Madonna pe- uh, baritone voice. Mm-hmm. Someone Basically, else. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> this used to be my playground. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I, she finds I, the I ran away from you. I never <laughs> felt so, so good. You know, exactly. right. right. You know, it's all guttural down there, you know. And so um, I'm glad that she's all she's singing. They took Ray of Light down to the key of B. Arthur flat. Which is great for her. You know, she, she's you're not worried shows. that she's yeah. going to she's not worried that she's going to crack because she's not sick. She's singing in, a, you know, a five no rage, mm-hmm. which is great for her. <laughs> It's more than a lot of people have, sure. Oh, please. Don't get me started. So after Forbidden Love, she goes into Isaac. And there's like a cage, like a cage comes on stage. There's like a woman in like the oversized burqa. And then there's sort of like a like a fight club dance in, in this cage with all the dancers. And I think somewhere she takes her jacket off. Yeah, mm. she had like this tan leather jacket, which I loved. I thought it looked very hot yes. solo to me. But it was yes. very sexy. This is another significant mark of this tour, not just her vocal performance, but her costume changes. Because she's learning here, and she may, maybe she learned it a little bit in Drowned World and um, in Reinvention Tour, that, you know, us waiting for her to come out dressed like Marie Antoinette, Waiting for her to come out and, you know, pointy-titted, you know, goatee thing. I mean, it's like, you know what? Let's keep these costume changes simple. I take off a jacket. I have a new look. Mm-hmm. It's like a blouse. It's, yeah. yeah. Day, day, She's day starting, to evening. Yes. Like, day yeah. to evening. Yeah. Or evening to day. However you want to look at it. But she's 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 keeping these big. She's not keeping us waiting with a bunch of screen Michigas for her to change into a new outfit as much as she right. used to. 
You know what else she does in this tour that we never see her do before? Drink from a water bottle. Oh, yeah. We've never seen that before. She like has like a like a plastic water bottle that she's like behind a stool. Very like it's like her stand up set, and she like grabs it and she like take drinks some water while she talks. Very like yeah. Yeah, but I think I think that's part and parcel of the same thing. She's drinking because she's on stage for longer. She's yeah. not going yeah. backstage and getting all gussied up for the next costume and the next thing. So she probably, you know, her stamina, she needs the water. On to the next section of Nevermind the Bollocks. Nevermind the Bollocks is the next one. Okay, and can she, somebody tell me what that means? It's British. Uh, it's very uh, like I always just think of the Sex Pistols because they uh, like their their album was called Nevermind the Bollocks. Here's the Sex Pistols. Oh, that's it's a reference go. to that then. There yeah. it is. Must be a reference to that. But I don't know. It's something that like it's something that I don't get. Like I don't understand like what's a Tory and what's the Labour Party and what's. <laughs> What I don't know if it has anything to do with that. It's not, but it's like the whole, like, I, you know, I don't understand the debt ceiling that's happening right now as we're talking. I tried to listen to a podcast about Biden and the debt ceiling, and, like, I, I can't make my mind understand what's happening. So. Um, it doesn't actually make any sense, so that's okay. Yeah. I know These that it's are all, like, like, don't be concerned or give attention to something that's, or someone, that's like, what, it's just, like, bullshit. Like, that's what the, the debt ceiling means. It means there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind the bullocks. The bollocks. Yeah. Do you say bullocks or bollocks? I think it's bollocks. I think Sandra, it's bollocks. Sandra bollocks. Yes. <laughs> Never mind your the favorite, bollocks. Your favorite British drag queen, Sandra bollocks. <laughs> Sandra bollocks. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage, Sandra bollocks. Sandra bollocks. She's in a bus. <laughs> You know, it's definitely got that British accent in it, though. There's got to be like the bollocks, bollocks. Oh, yeah. Bollocks. I mean, this is while well, she's still married to Guy Ritchie, so she sort of like right. has her like weird accent in interviews and stuff. I mean, she's not married to him anymore, and she still has a weird <laughs> accent in interviews. But yes, you are. That is correct. You're right. Time-wise, it makes it tracks. Yeah. So correct. then, like, she's coming out. She's got she's got this like black leather jacket with like this feather neck that's sort of like yes, yeah. it looks very yes. uncomfortable. <laughs> Oh, but it looked great, though. Looks great, yeah. but not. It looks very itchy. Yeah, it looked itchy, but beautiful, fantastic. I love New York. I, what do you guys think of that song? <laughs> I'll say this. Uh, I'm sure I'll say this again next episode. I the one time I've seen it on live was the Sticky and Sweet tour, and I love New York wasn't like an official part of the tour, but she took out the guitar then and tried to get us all to sing along with "I Love New York" in New York City. And no one knew the words, and she sort of yelled at the audience collectively for me, like, how do you not know the words to this song? I don't like this song. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's like, I think it's one of those songs where like Madonna's like, think she's being funny, somewhat like American Life, where it's like, but it just comes off as like dorky or like not effective. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like Texas is for people who golf and just stuff like that, where it just feels like this isn't quite funny. Mm. Off 
pantheon in the pantheon of great songs about New York? <laughs> it's not in there. I think that's all I should say about that. <laughs> da, 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 no one doesn't karaoke. No. I mean, her no. version. Let's put it like no. that. <laughs> you know, you don't you run guys... up to the karaoke guy and go, hey, I'm going to sing I Love New York by Madonna. What do you think? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm so sick like, of You know what? I wanted to get fired tonight anyway. So this sure. is the, yeah, the exactly. 12th time, this is the 12th time tonight that I've done it. Yeah. Done it. Can't you find something original? Yeah. yeah. I mean. Um, so, can't, can't you sing Baby Got Back? <laughs> Yeah. How about well, the extended you know, American Pie? <laughs> yes. The song, the song, song. <laughs> but then she goes into Ray of Light, which she also plays with the guitar, which mm-hmm. I, yes. I mean, it's which it's I liked. Yeah, I liked again. It's in her proper key. She's mm-hmm. playing it. She's in a spotlight. I actually really like this version. I love that song. It's such it's a one of my favorite song. Madonna songs. But yeah, she does a fantastic job. She looks great. Madonna shredding the guitar is something that's exciting for a minute. You know, yeah. when you hear her yeah. with that guitar, uh-huh. it's exciting. You're like, oh my God, that's Madonna. And then after a whole minute passes, you go, <laughs> wait a minute, that might be how she plays. Right. Like, I'm not sure. <laughs> and then what happens is she doesn't play like a solo right after that. You know, the whole band is right. playing. So you're not really sure if she's actually playing. You know, for me, it's like, I wonder if she shows up with a guitar promising more than she can actually deliver on the guitar. Because when she shows up with a guitar, I want to see her sit down on a stool and play me, you know. You want an unplugged from Madonna. I want an unplugged from Madonna, yeah. Prove I mean, it to I me. think I it's something that she does more. In. Oh, if I'm just standing here playing guitar, I don't have to, like, dance or go crazy. You know what I mean? It's sort of like well, in the yeah. future where she she really plays that song Candy Shop a lot. And it's like, oh, that's because it's like a, like a real mid-tempo Mm-hmm. You like no one's asking her to do anything. No one's expecting anything. Oh, I I know all. Yeah, we know all of her tricks. First yeah. of all, we know that when good girlfriend pops up with that religious stuff and uh, <laughs> you know live to tell and you can't hurt me, oh father, that she's she needs a break. That's what yeah. she prays. <laughs> That's where black black gay men with rosaries do all the work around her. She's <laughs> catching our breath. We know her tricks. Then let it will be. Now yes. I can tell you. <laughs> now I can yeah. tell you. Now I can tell you about success, about fame, about the rise and fall. All the stars in the sky don't make you fly. Oh, is this the one where she like looks like she's like kind of like tripping a lot while she's like starts she like yeah, starts walking so. and she like looks like she's like Tripping and stumbling, and then yeah, I yeah. think I think it's supposed to be like a modern dance type of move. Mm-hmm. Then finally, she sits down. She has some water, 
and she goes into Drowned World, Substitute for Love. The thing that has made me laugh the most, I think, in Madonna's career is like as she's about to get into the song, like some of the audience is obviously like, yeah, we can do it. And she just goes, we can do anything. It just makes me laugh so hard when she does it. I think it's like the most legitimately funny thing she's done. Which is like she yes. sings to the audience. She kind of like dedicates it to them, right? She's like, I'm not, I don't ever like, like I never talk about the people that I work with, but I should. I never like talk about my musicians and the hundreds of people that like do the show. And I never really like thank my fans. So I would like to thank you. And then she sings this song that's like all like, Famous illusion. A famous <laughs> an illusion. Yeah, like my substitute for love. Like right. I went into this wholeheartedly and it's all bullshit. It's it's like a weird like kind of mind fuck. To be like, I would like to dedicate this song to you. You're all imaginary. <laughs> right. I can't see. You don't any matter of you. at all. I like, I like, again, with the voice, I like being able to not worry about her vocally. Yeah. Yeah. In this concert, I'm not worried about her vocally. She's not going to crack. She's not going to overreach. She's comfortable. She sounds good. Her dancing, she's as fit as ever. Oh, my yeah. God. The top of her form. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, all, all of that is in place. Can we, should we get so back to So finally, into... yeah, the disco section. I think this is just Madonna being like, let's have fucking fun on the dance floor. Because it is just like music, erotica, La Isla Bonita, Lucky Star hung up. And it just, and even that part of it, and I think this whole tour actually sort of reflects the album of like, there's not a lot of buttons to numbers. Things really just segue into the next one a lot. Like that's sort of the vibe of the whole Yeah, thing. that's so true. That's so true. Again, it's this circular motion. She starts off with da dancing and then she ends with dancing. And somewhere in between, there's this journey of you know, ambivalence about the world and about her character and about her authenticity and whether or not she's being true to herself and whether or not we're being true to ourselves as human beings. You know, it's a very, very, very deep, but ultimately she says, you know what? Put that sparkly leotard on yeah. <laughs> and make the world happen the way that you want to make it to happen. Yeah. And so I love that message. Together. I think it's about her just being like leaving it all on the dance floor. Like I do think that is like her like her career-wide sort of any any problem you have just go on the dance floor and you will dance it out. Like you there's not a problem yeah. you can't dance it out in Madonna, you can't dance out in Madonna's world. No, you and can't. I, and I don't disagree. And also, like, the, like you're not going to dance out the problem. The problem's still going to be there, but you can dance and take a break from the problem. Like, the world is still terrible, but we can also just dance. Well, I think there's also the sense, too, of, like, 
if there's if something is bothering you, like you're worked up and it's just you almost like exhaust yourself, like all that that neurotic energy you have, just like dance it out, like get rid of it, like sweat it out, and then you'll kind of like exhaust yourself and then be like, okay. I love the idea that she's saying, listen, no matter what happens, no matter what you go through, you're going to end up in the same place, which is on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you could go through all these things in life, but you're still going to go to the you dance floor. You might as well take it to the dance floor. Yeah. 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 You know, cut to the chase. Don't go through all the suffering and the sadness. Just go to the dance floor. That's, I love that message. I mean, at least that's what I'm getting from it. Mm-hmm. The very very end of this segment, the, the message that flashes is something along the lines of "Have you confessed?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you? So this concert is a confession for her of some type. There are a bunch of numbers that we don't see ever again on tour. That's true. And those are, ready? I'm going to read them. There's a long list. Live to Tell, Erotica, Brown World, Forbidden Love, Future Lovers, Get Together, I Love New York, who cares? Isaac, (laughs) Jump, (laughs) Let It Will Be, Like It or Not, Paradise Not For Me, and Sorry. We never see Sorry again. Not yet. Who knows? Right. But Do you think these, any of those would be... Let's start with David James Boyd. Of those songs that I just listed... I definitely want to see what she does with Erotica. Mm-hmm. Because, you know... I that one again. Well, I want to see what everyone says about, you know, this whole ageism thing, and is she mm-hmm. too old to sing that song? Is she... I want to see how creative she gets with that, and if... She can spit in the face of all the naysayers. Do you know what song I think about that with? Like the one the one song of hers that I can think of at the top of my head that feels like you can age out of singing or performing is Papa Don't Preach. <laughs> Bitch, we know you've had menopause. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's her song, so like she can sing it. She, like, no one's gonna take it away from her. But I do wonder if there's like a, a moment where you're like, oh, can I still like, can I play that character? I think she might embarrass herself if she did, just because of the nature of the lyric. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it really is specific to a certain age group. Yeah, it's a teenage. It's a. It's a. It's a teenager song. I, here's yeah, not I even think, a twenty-year-old. No. Here's what I think would be if she could pull it off. Would be fascinating if she could somehow <laughs> reinvent the song. So it's like she is the papa now. So it's almost like Lourdes is singing that song to her. But mm-hmm. then it's. But that's. I'm just asking her to write a new song. I think at that point. Right. Well, no. That's papa won't treat. <laughs> You're in trouble. <laughs> but Papa that, won't treat. <laughs> Wait, that's the good concept, though. What if she's singing to a pregnant dancer in a spotlight? You know, oh, okay. if she's singing to someone else who's interpreting it, maybe she could do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. 
I'd, I'm more interested in what she's going to do with the like like a virgin um, erotica, all the sexual stuff mm. at her age and her stage. What statement can she make by being, um, you know, unabashedly sexual? Yeah, and sensual. Yeah, I think that's that's going to be interesting. Or if she closes herself off from that possibility and just sings. Like, I don't think you know. she will. I think she's no. going to be overtly sexual the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, my instinct says the same That's thing. That's why we got tickets we're several rows back so she doesn't give us a lap dance. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want the lap dance. <laughs> I mean, the one um, of these songs that I would love most to see is Jump, but I also feel like it wasn't a huge enough hit for her to, to feel like it's definitely going to be in there but of course i would love either live to tell or drowned world i would always love live to tell that has some of the best madonna baritone on record mm-hmm. i'm sure it's even lower now so i want to see how <laughs> low it is i want to see how low can she go has she gone to, to the cheetah rivera key right has she yes is she <laughs> is she robert goulet i think that she could open the celebration tour with jump Okay. But, I think it'll either be Celebration or Holiday is my guess. I feel like those two will be like the bookends. Hmm. I That's, feel like if she did if she did sing Holiday, she would save it for last. I don't know if she'd encore. open with Holiday. Yeah, I feel like it would be an encore. If she did it at all. She has to do Holiday. For this tour, she definitely has to do Holiday. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think she's going to do any of that, you know, modern, like cheerleading Madonna stuff? Oh, uh, like give me all your loving. Yeah, I don't know. Part of me wonders if she'll say like because this is kind of a greatest hit store, she will try to do at least something off of every album. Yeah, well, that that's what the celebration DNA. tour. That's what it. That's what the name of the tour implies, right? That she's celebrating yeah. her catalog. Yeah, right. She you can't know? just like skip a whole album, but like, what were were there hits from MDNA? I don't I think mean, so. The, I mean, the singles were like, give me all your loving, turn up the radio. I like turn up the radio. I do too. I like I like Ghost Town, but I don't know if anyone... That's Rebel Heart. Oh, that's Rebel Heart? Okay. Yeah, but I or like it too. Gone Wild. Yeah. Those are sort of like the the singles off of MD. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I feel like if, if she didn't do them, like nobody during the show would be like, walk out of it being like, what? She didn't do Express Yourself? <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, there's certain ones like she's definitely doing Vogue. She's definitely doing Express Yourself. She's definitely doing Like a Prayer. She has so many songs. She can't right. do, yeah. But Donna has a catalog of decades and decades of songs to make sure that she doesn't perform the same way twice. That's that's what she did to herself is her longevity. Yeah. That, that, that's why. She, has, she just has too many songs that we've all seen a million times. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting to see what she does with Celebration. David James Boyd, we're in a part of our podcast called The Number Smackdown. Oh my God. Yes. So we talked I'm about I'm so this nervous. <laughs> okay. This is making me nervous. So there Go are ahead. eight numbers on this tour that she has done in previous tours. So we're going right. to debate and vote which one we think. There's a current champ for all of them, but do we think 
that so we don't have to compare them to we don't have to compare them to every time they've been performed we're only comparing them to the one that in our last podcast we decided was the superior version does that make sense okay 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 so it's actually more contained than it sounds (laughs) right but if you want to bring up a different version we can we're always open for the discussion so the first okay. one is Like a Virgin and the current reigning tramp. Excuse me. The current, <laughs> the current, the current reigning tramp, tramp of Like a Virgin is Blonde Ambition. So do oh. we think this version of Like a the Confession Tour version of Like a Virgin is better than Blonde Ambition Tour? Oh, hell no. No, 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 no. First of all, Again, with the gender expression and the gender roles, the two black, dark, chocolate brown male dancers with the huge Gautier, you know, cone cone breasts. I mean, that statement alone to the song, like a version in her. And by the way, context again, that version of the song she performed, she almost got arrested for doing Mm -hmm. in several cities. Toronto. And she, she did it anyway. So when you're watching that, you're watching someone basically break the law and some you know red belt states so just for the courage of that alone but also those visuals of the goatee cone breasts yeah can't yeah. beat it can't beat it so i will sorry say that dance. i will say that i actually really appreciate the sort of like disco version of like a virgin in this uh, like musically i, I really enjoy yeah. it but i don't think that i do agree that the blonde ambition is probably going to be the winner for this entire well, I also think for me, again, like back to like, as we were saying before, like the context of it was, I vividly remember the first time I saw that, you know, like as a young kid being like, holy shit. Like it was so shocking and so exciting. And so, you know, just like unexpected that I feel like it, this, like that version of Like a Virgin in the Blonde Admission Tour almost like set the stage for the rest of her career of like, I'm going to do some crazy weird shit. So get on board. Absolutely, absolutely. And what's brilliant about it is it's pornographic, but it's not. There's nothing pornographic about it, actually. No one shows a boob. No one takes anything off. And no one, you know, even simulates sex with somebody else. Maybe no. with herself. Not so bad, but yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, there's nothing, literally nothing pornographic. Nothing you wouldn't see on an afternoon of watching HBO. Sure. All right. So still reigning tramp, like a virgin, mm-hmm. blonde ambition. Tour. Reigning tramp. <laughs> I love so it. Next, we have Lucky Star, and the reigning champ for that one is the Virgin Tour. Oh, I mean, you can't compare her singing this song on the Virgin Tour to the Confessions Tour. First of all, yet in the Virgin to. Tour, she's, <laughs> oh, I mean, yet, yet that's her job. <laughs> Listen, I can't do it. It can't right. be done. Cancel the podcast. <laughs> It can't be done. No, really, though. Think about it. In the Virgin Tour, she's in her element. This is the yeah. newest years of her wearing her trashy mm-hmm. chic, right? Right. In her um, spandex, that with the, you know, cut off at the legs with the holes and the, the the bow in the hair and the earrings and the rosary. This is her at the top of her game, and she's trying to do it like like the video. She's trying to replicate I mean, it's her first the video so with the. Yeah, it's her first tour. She's got the two male backup dancers, just like she did. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if one of them is her actually her brother, as in the video. No, not in the tour. The uh, no, no. Not in the tour. Not in the tour. Yes. So she's replicating um, the Virgin tour. What we wanted to see from the video. So uh, for me, that's Reigns Champ. That's vintage Madonna. 
yeah, I really like this version of this version of it, but I do get what you're saying because it's also like, oh, Lucky Star is of that era, and she doesn't like super reinvent it. So I will. Yeah. Also, I'll also vote for the Virgin Tour on this one. How about you, Eric? Yeah. Well, your two votes make my vote moot. That's not true. No. You can make an argument. We want to make your statement. We want to know what you think. Yeah. What do you, you think? You can be swayed. You guys, no, reverse. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I I agree with you. I completely agree with you. I like this version in the celebration tour. I think it's you fun. Mean like a fashion store? Yeah, she doesn't outperform the Virgin tour in this. It's like you know, it's like this the second or third to last song in this. It's like kind of like yeah, I'm just giving you some song. It's fun. The next one, and this is also the final performance of this song. So whatever we decide right now will be the definitive version of this definitive performance of this song until maybe the celebration tour oh that's a lot of pressure oh my god yeah. okay live to tell and the current reigning champ is blonde ambition where it falls in that religious segment with oh father and what else like a there? prayer starts like with like a, a virgin goes into like a prayer live to tell oh father and then papa don't preach <laughs> I hate to be boring, but I have to go back to Blonde Ambition. I'm sorry. It's just... I don't think it's I'm, boring I'm, at all. Not boring. I think I'm old enough to I remember... The, <laughs> I'm old enough to remember the context. I, I remember how controversial it was. You know, not only parading religion and sex on the same stage, but mm. again, context, you know, at that time, she had just recently come out with a video for Like a Prayer, which was controversial not only for the cross-burning, um, in, the, in, in the video, which helped get her dumped from her Pepsi contract. But also, um, you know, she's kissing a black man, the great actor and model Leon. Mm -hmm. um, Thank you. <laughs> and, you know, she's a lot of controversy in one period of time. And she lost her gig with Pepsi and million dollar contract. And so for her to go oh, ahead. She still got paid, though. Sure, oh, she got they paid. They broke her contract. Uh, they dropped the I'm contract. Sure. They're, they're the ones paid. who dropped it for her, but she still got <laughs> yeah. paid. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, you know, it, it's those are big risks, career career taking risks, you know, to be dropped by a shifting nature like that. You know, um, you don't know if you're gonna bounce back. I mean, certainly she didn't know at that point because her career was still, you know, maybe like seven or eight years young. Mm -hmm. So um, I just admire the chutzpah of being able to do it. So I gotta go with blonde ambition again. Yeah, I also go blonde ambition. I think anything in that section of her, like, because I think that that section, which is titled religious, I think it's the best section of all of yes. her tours. And I feel like anything yes. in that is just like iconic, that version of it. Yeah, it's titled religious slash my break. <laughs> <laughs> Parenthetical, yeah. I agree with exactly. you. Live to tell the blonde ambition is the going to be the definitive version until definitive. celebration, definitive. celebration. Celebration yes. tour. Right, right. All right, Agreed. John, what's next? Next, we have La Isla Bonita, and the current reigning champ is from The Girly Show. So do we think the Confessions Tour is better than The Girly Show? I will say no. I think The Girly Show version, it's sort of how she ends. It's before the encore, so it's not officially the end of that tour, but that version on The Girly Show, it's so... It's so like high energy. It's so fun. It's so just like euphoric. I still think that that's the that's the version for me is the girly show. I could not agree with you more. I have to agree with you. I have to say I love her outfit. 
mm-hmm. for the girly show. She's wearing kind of a striped prisoner thing, but then she has mm-hmm. like a, I don't know if it's a Rosie the Riveter yeah. scarf or yeah. if it's yeah. kind of like, looks, you know, I'm, I'm a black person, so I can say this, but it looks kind of like a butterfly, I'm a queen type of thing. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> she kind of looks like, it's a mime. She's a, yeah. she's, like she's a prisoner who's, they make her pick cotton. Maybe some, she looks like a, she looks like a cotton picket prisoner. That's what she looks like. <laughs> but that dancing in the girly show, that oh dancing, my God, so good. she looks so good. Her body looks so tight. She's, she's so on point with that dancing and the choreography and that number girly show is just too cute. I, I have to go with you. Mm-hmm. I, to go with I you think that, that I, I agree with you guys. And I think that Confessions version would have had a better chance I think the outfit threw me off because she's in that that like unitard that like that oh. full, she's in like a full body leotard which oh yeah like Eliza I don't know it doesn't work for me or even I like that version of it and I like the performance of it mm. and she's it's like but the outfit throws me off for some reason I think it's yeah. like it placed it. in the wrong part like of the Eliza show Bonita. yeah yeah and also that yeah. last section which again is fun but the songs themselves rarely feel distinctive mm-hmm. yeah true story okay so girly show okay. girly show for um, sure now we have another uh weighted moment because we have to decide the final performance of erotica right now the current champ is the girly show where she opens the show with erotica and in here the celebration tour i keep doing that the confessions tour <laughs> it is Erotica's in there, but it's this kind of alternate version. It's in the um, disco section. Yeah. And you are who you are. You thrill me. I'll say this. I like it in the girly show, but it feels very much like I, I said this in that episode. I feel like she's lip syncing in that. We decided and, that, yeah, because then like afterwards she's like, you give me fever. So I my vote is actually gonna go for a confessions tour for this one. I just sort of like it. I think I don't know, there's something a little more fun about it. Whereas I think in the girly show it's a little self-serious. But I will also say this, I'm not super married to that choice. What do you think, David? I gotta go girly show show on this. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm floating okay. towards all the originals. I just feel like, first of all, the Gir- Girly Show tour had the most amazing dancers on it, like all of them, including um, Carrie Ann Anaba, who went on to be um, a judge on Dancing with the Stars. Just the sort of circus, acrobatic pole dancing, people coming down from the ceiling thing. I just love all that stuff. And I just feel like Erotica belonged in the Girly Show as a kind of circus freak fetish i don't know it just felt like it just really fit in whereas in confessions it felt a little shoehorned in for me Fair like enough. it didn't necessarily belong there and i think that there's so much disco in confessions i would have liked to see something different not that i didn't like it that. but yeah sure. i'm gonna have to go with girl girly girly all the way fair enough eric break the time okay. so well this is there's a lot at stake right now because <laughs> this is I'm looking, I'm looking down Obviously. the list. I'm looking down the list and I'm not sure that the Confessions Tour is going to pull any wins of these Well, nothing songs. to keep in mind is there are songs in the Confessions Tour that will be reperformed later. So the Confessions okay. Tour is not done. Okay. Right, okay. right. I just want to, I want this, if... 
I want this tour to make sense. I want to be like, why, like if she, if we don't give her a win in this, why did she even do the tour? <laughs> Fair question. Yeah. Fair like, question. It, it, Something to consider. Yeah, so. But I mean, you're, but this is only comparing songs that she did. Mm -hmm. She did the, the best parts about the tour are the, the new songs, the new music. And you're right, um, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. You know, they will okay. Come back. And also, but don't give up on back. me. Don't go, give up on me. I have something for confessions. Okay. Okay. Yes. And because my my heart wants to say or the girly show, because I like both of them. I actually really love this version of it. And it's like you can find on YouTube a demo from the erotic album where she's singing this version of it. This. Oh wow! Me. Oh, yeah, yeah. She recorded it back then, and it. So I like that she like picked that back up and did it live. But the opening of the girly show is just so exciting. It's so exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Fair. All right. I love I, it. Great. I, as I said, I have no problems with that. So the definitive for now performance tour performance of Erotica is the girly show. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I have to say so. All right. So next we have music, the song music. And the current reigning champ is from the Drowned World Tour. So what do we think? Do we like it more on the Confessions Tour or Drowned World Tour? This one I will say for me is tough. It is the final encore of the Drowned World's Tour. It's the first time we see all those deep knee bends that she does. Mm. It's the last time we see her and Donna and Nikki and the whole like the whole thing. It's really fun in the Drowned World Tour. But I also think it's really fun in this one, too. It is really fun, but it's, you know what it doesn't have? What? Donna and have? Nikki. It has Donna. Yeah, but... And it has a like, different Nikki. <laughs> so it does have Donna and Nikki, but... So you're wrong. It's That's Nikki with a C. <laughs> Not Nikki with a K. Um, well, they both have Nikki with... They're both Nikki with Ks, but one's N-I-K-K-I, one's N-I-C-K-I. And once again, you lied. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your vote, Eric? I'm going to say Drown World. Fair. How about you, David? I got to go with Drown World. Okay. You know, the dancing was too good at that point in the concert. I love simple tank top, gorgeous boys around mm -hmm. her, that she's at her best in that number in Drowned World. And okay. she's at her best in that particular tour concert. That's one of the highlights for me. She's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, she's, up she's next. She's pretty good. Um, no, so she's all right. The, she's the current champ now for music is Drowned World Tour. And I will say, I to me, this was almost like a coin flip. Like, I'm... So happy with it being either one. But yeah, Drowned World is the winner. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to skip over your opinion. No, no, there. no. It's okay. Next, Ray of Light. The current champ is the Drowned World Tour where she's... I can't remember what, what is happening in that one. She is not playing the guitar in that one. She is just standing there and I believe Monty Pittman is playing. She's yeah. still in her, all of her black and white tartan... And I think yeah. it's just her. I don't think there's any dancers in that number. Whereas in this one, there are the seven guys doing sort of kind yeah. of robotic -y kind of dances to it. And she's playing guitar with that big feather neck jacket. Yeah. And it's it's for that reason I have to vote for Confessions for this one. Because yeah. of the dancers? 
just the whole visual and the guitar and that and everything. And so the the other is it's a good version. She sounds good yeah. in Drowned World, but it's it just it's it's not as exciting. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Not, not, not that it's boring. It's just not as exciting as Confessions for me. Okay. Gotcha. How about you, Eric? I'm a little bit like you were in the last one. It's kind of a coin flip for me. Like I would be fine with either one. Okay. Well, my vote is for Confessions. I agree with David. I feel like there's something about this one that like this, it's more fun to me somehow. I don't know why. Maybe she's just having more, maybe she's having more fun just playing her guitar. Yeah. Um, but I just think like as an, if I were to be like, if I were to watch a concert version of Ray of Light, I would pick Confessions over Drown World. Yeah. Confessions it is. All right. Ta-da. Look at that. It's on the board. Confessions it's on the board. got one and it got one like organically without me just like <laughs> giving See? it to it. Was yeah. It, yeah. It wasn't born of guilt. No push. Right. <laughs> what a relief. Phew. <laughs> Last final one. And also a final performance. This is for Drowned World Substitute for Love. And it is up against the Drowned World Tour. So do we like the Confessions version or the Drowned World version? I'll say this. I think I like the Confessions better on this one. I think there's something about it where I know she opens the Drowned World Tour with this with this song. And that's something unique. And, you know, she opens. That's the only tour. She opens with a ballad. But there's something about this one that feels she just feels so much more relaxed. She feels so much more like at ease and comfortable on stage in this one. So for me, again, they're both I think they're both very good. I give a slight edge to the Confessions tour for me for Drowned World. David, how about you? John, I got to say, I agree with you once more. I think that she sounds the best on this version. I think that um, she has done it enough at this point where she's more comfortable with the song. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's really just flowing out of her and I don't feel the wheels turning of how to sing it or anything like that. It seems very sincere and I love the point in the show that it's put where it's placed mm-hmm. in, in this in this tour. It's exactly where my brain needs to settle before, you know, disco time. Disco. Yeah. 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 I'll say my vote is with you guys. I think that for everything that you said and also for the stuff that we were talking about earlier where she's like i would like to dedicate this song to you and then it's kind of like you don't not necessarily like a huge compliment (laughs) (laughs) is kind of amazing so yours yours is the vote for irony is what i'm hearing yeah yeah it's like it's layered (laughs) it's layered in a way that i'm like that's that's pretty genius Nice. And to do so okay. completely sincerely and like just like stare your audience in the eye and be like, my substitute for love. My substitute wow. for love. Thank you. <laughs> All right, then. So the definitive yeah. performance of Drowned World <laughs> Substitute for Love comes from the Confessions Tour. Yes. Two. Two, two. points. <laughs> it's got two. And again, there's there's it's it's gonna come back again. Yeah. Okay. All I right. forgot about that. I forgot about how it was going to play out. Mm-hmm. Well, what's interesting is, as we notice in the tours going ahead, is that for all the next t- subsequent tours, she leans very heavy, heavily on the latest album. But the songs from the latest albums don't carry over so much anymore. Right. There's not a lot of stuff from Sticky and, from uh, Hard Candy that she does after Sticky and Sweet. There's nothing she yeah. does from MDNA or Rebel Heart after those tours. You know what I mean? Like nothing carries over. 
Mm. So this is kind of the yeah. last album that she really has like a, okay, here's some songs in it that you're going to see again. And it yeah. does feel like, you know, in the whole like legacy of her career, it does feel like her last real connection to pop culture. Yeah. Writ large. It definitely feels like a whole generation took over that didn't, does not understand or did not get Madonna before this, specifically before 2006. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of like the last gasp breath of her being the reigning queen of pop culture. Um, yeah, and this is the last album that feels like most people agree, like, that's a great album. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So that's it. Any final thoughts on the Confessions Tour? You know, I just have to say that for me, it always comes back to that video with the aspirational leotard and the mauve colored hair with the one roll curling iron feather flip. Mm-hmm. Um, I just the, feel the like... Boom box. Right. Like the boombox. The boombox, the ballet box. Yeah. The, the mirrors, the, you know, the whole look is just so... She's saying, this is me. This is where I came from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she does that. She, like, does the, the warm-up in the dance studio. She does, like, her... She does her whole, like, thing. And then she goes out with her friends. Yeah. Yeah. She's Sometimes working on some wearing... moves, and then she's going to take it to the floor. Yeah. 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 Sometimes she goes out in a, a, a white suit. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sometimes she she goes out <laughs> in a sparkly aspirational leotard. So you know? good, yeah. So good. It's clearly seventies. She's clearly marking the seventies, especially the latter half of the decade, which is when she came and blossomed and came to fruition and came into all of our lives. So, do you have any like dreams for the celebration tour? Like anything that you like hope to see or? Well, here's the thing. I mean, I want I want to know that she can still do that, do all that dancing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she has like a giant fake booty now, and like I don't know. You know, you know, people age; they're, they're not as yeah. agile yeah. as you know. She's allowed to not jump she's around had like, that way that a, she used like, to. I, I think she had like a hip replacement and some knee issues, and well, we all we all we all saw her back in the yeah. X-ray, mm-hmm. so. You know, she might have a bunch of issues. I just hope that it's not a situation where, you know, we're in the audience and where some people are like, oh, they're wheeling her out or, oh, <laughs> she can't she can't do this anymore. I don't want the, to see that I can't do this anymore. I want to see, you know, what she is. to feel us. like, oh, she is as vibrant as she ever was. Yeah. Even if even I though, understand like, we know that she she's not going to do those knee, deep knee bends, she's not going to do all this stuff. Right. And we know that the breaks are going to be longer. Like, Live to, live to Tell is going to go into Oh Father, it's going to go into Can't Hurt Me Now. It's going to go into Ghost Town. It's going to go into Used to Be My Playground. And that's into Shooby-Doo. From Speed the Plow. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> another suitcase in another hall. Yes. Right, another yeah. damn suitcase in another mm-hmm. hall. Yeah, I just want to make sure that she looks as, you know, fresh and agile as I want her to be. But, you know, we put a lot of pressure on people. Let people age, for God's sake, you know? Right. It's okay yeah. if you get a little older. It's okay. Mm-hmm. 
you know, just, you know, we'll still come see you. Yeah. We'll still come see you. Even if you hobbling out on the stage. Yeah. Just don't hurt yourself. I don't want her to hurt herself. I don't want her to push so hard that she like does something that then she can't like, she has to cancel the tour or something. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. I don't want to be a little worried for her. I, I want to say, like, be careful. Like, we, we yeah. <laughs> we got you, girl. We got you. She looks fantastic. I've seen, like, pictures that she's posting and videos of stuff of her rehearsing. It, it looks very promising. Yeah, she's very fit. I'm not worried about her. She's going to look amazing. She's going to, we're all going to marvel at her, um, you know, stamina. Yeah. And yes. her and her fitness. I'm so excited. Beyond yeah, I think that like that that this is her like sort of like happiest place is like getting to work, conceiving a show, choreograph working with choreographer, kind of like being in charge, but also like right. learning it and being in there with also, the like being dancers, one of the like, kids with all the yeah. dancers. Yeah, yeah, like she's one of the kids, kind of everything, yes. but also is like one of the team. Like she's part of a team. Mm-hmm. She's part of a team. If we learn nothing from Truth or Dare, she loves that theatrical backstage camaraderie. She loves mm-hmm. that support that she gets and that family, that chosen family yeah. that you get when you're backstage. And kind She's of like always been good at rolling her eyes, but at the same time loving it, like being like, "Ah, get out of my dressing room!" But like, sort of like, <laughs> come in my dressing room. But yeah, that's Friday. her way. That's mm-hmm. her way of being playful. You yeah. know, it's just it's just kind of being a bitch and yeah. You know, Ugh, I'm but, sick of you guys. Yeah, I have to get my yeah. eyebrows yes. done, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm sick of you guys. But can you all gather around my bed at eleven o'clock <laughs> when the cameras come, <laughs> so I can talk to you? You know that type of a thing. Yeah. God bless her. God bless Madonna. God bless her. Madonna. God bless you. Oh, and God. I bless love you, Madonna. You, David James Boyd. It has been such a treat. To talk oh, Madonna thank you with for you. having this me. This has been so much fun. Oh, thank you for having me. It's my dream, my dream. Anytime. Uh, is there anything you want to like plug, promote, or shill? Let the children know where they can follow you or check you out. Oh gosh, you know, I just t- just so you know, I'm a songwriting teacher for Lincoln Center Theater here in New York City. This is why I take voice and uh, uh, songwriting and music so seriously, and this is why I am a lifetime Madonna fan. For better or for worse, <laughs> everything that I say is is with love. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing meant to be derogatory. It's just because I feel like I've known her whole, my, my whole life, and she's the sister that I never had. Even though I know she would never invite me over for dinner, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she would if she knew. She knows. I don't know. I feel you like Eliza to... would invite me over, but I don't know. My, Madonna wouldn't invite me over. You just have to like be she's on board with to the tell part her to be like, yeah. You have to be on board with, board with the part of the dinner party where afterwards she's like, you guys, do you guys want to do a photo shoot of me? And you have to be like, yes. <laughs> oh, I'm, of course I'm on board yeah. for that. Are you kidding me? That's yeah. why I would show up. That's why yeah. I would go. Yeah. She'll have someone there to do hair and makeup. Yeah. And take oh, the picture. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh. You, you mean for me or watch. for her? For everyone. Oh, for, for the entire crew, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But the photo shoot is just, they're just pictures of her. Yeah. Or they're pictures of both of us, but I'll be photoshopped out of the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, you're not careful. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, oh, my God. What fun, friend, you guys. It's, I love right. you. It's so great to hang out with you. This felt... Me too. I missed you. Like, I miss this you. Is, this is so much fun. I miss your face. I miss your face. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you have comments or questions or just want to reach out to us, you can reach us at thecelebrationcelebration at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram account at the Celebration Celebration. Special thanks to Dynamo for our artwork. And if you could do us a lovely favor and rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts, it really helps people find the show and we appreciate it. And when you're re- reviewing us, just remember, we're not your bitch. Don't hang your shit on us. <laughs>